Learn more about the albums you love with Dissect, a music analysis podcast hosted by me, Cole Kushner, a lifelong musician. Each season of Dissect dives deep into one album, examining the music, lyrics, and meaning of one song per episode. We've covered albums by Kendrick Lamar, Tyler the Creator, Frank Ocean, just to name a few, and our brand new season just launched all about Radiohead's 2007 masterpiece, In Rainbows. Listen to Dissect on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, because great art deserves more than a swipe. It's the Full Go, presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here, and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filtered by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every, that's right, every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC Pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Chicago everywhere. Check it. It's not enough Chicago. We just don't have enough Chicago people. Jason Goff is here. Well, I'm at Full Go. The Full Go podcast. The Full Go. Bears, Bulls, White Sox, Cubs, and Blackhawks. Our man, Jason Goff. Three times a week with Jason Goff. His mood is elevated. He is feeling good. Jason, I'm loving the Full Go. Love the Full Go. The Full Go. The Full Go. Welcome to Full Go with Jason Goff. That is what I'm talking about. Talking about. What up, world? You're listening to The Full Goal with Jason Golf, presented by The Ringer, a Spotify original. Yeah. Welcome in. This is episode 299 of The Full Goal Podcast, brought to you by The Ringer. Of course, Spotify is the gang. My name is Jason Golf, the voices that you may have already heard of that, of the Chief Vibes officer himself, Chris Sutton, and my main man, Tony Gill. Yo. Bears fans can walk around for the next couple of days feeling a little bit different about yourselves. This is the team that I expected to see this season. And the fact that it shows up in game five uh, when when their quote-unquote backs are against the wall and they're playing for their coach's job, a lot of of consternation on the airwaves and 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 amongst the city about is Matt Eberflus coaching for his job? If the commanders come out there and put a thrashing on the Bears, is Matt Eberflus going to have a gig? Let's face it, ladies and gentlemen, Matt Eberflus ain't going to have a gig at the end of this season. So whether it happens now or at the end of the season you can go ahead and let it go of all hopes that maybe 
Matt Eberflus can turn this ship around. I don't give a shit if Matt Eberflus wins the next 12 games in a row. He ain't the Chicago Bears head coach going forward. And you know all this talk that I've been doing about Ryan Poles and if he was really in on Justin Fields? The first half of that football game, because I will tell y'all this right now. Matt Eberflus is out there seriously coaching for his life. Do y'all Did y'all see what happened in the second half of that game? Matt Eberflus went from cover two Matt to 46 defense. Oh, what? <laughs> Kitchen sink is coming after your black ass, Sam Howell. And I know you ain't black, but goddammit, as much shit as there was coming at you, it was coming at your black ass, boy. That, hey, that man sent Greg Stroman. He sent uh, Terrell Smith. He was sent dudes who hadn't played football in the last three or four years. Hey, by the way, Nickel Blitz, dialing it up. You know why? Because Dominique got his Velcro jersey on. Yannick Ngakwe going to get his one sack. Yannick Ngakwe is going to mess around and have 11, 10 sacks by the end of the year, and it's just going to be one play a game where it's like, I got my sack. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> Thank you. I suited up. I got my sack. Like For, for the entirety of that first half, I was sitting there thinking to myself, a couple of different things man i i felt better for believing in justin fields right i felt better for like being on that side of the train and also <laughs> i was sitting there like hey uh eric uh this is center stage for you too my man this defense is ass <laughs> three points ain't gonna cut it on primetime television they're already ready to get riverboat ron's ass up out of there they call him riverboat run they call him paddle boat run now they're calling them you know they they calling them all kinds of different boats. Ron Rivera's defense is getting his ass kicked on a weekly basis with premium talent, premium talent on that front line. And that's where I want to start. Not with Eric Bieniemy, and not with the beliefs in Justin Fields that are still holding true for me. Now, now one thing that has not changed y'all is I believe Justin Fields is going to be the shit. I just don't know if it's going to be here. And and one game is cool. I love it. Y'all love it. But the wheels feel like they're in motion. And I don't know how many more 40 burgers the, the Bears going to throw up on people. And on top of that, for all the people who... Last week, it's the Broncos, Jay. It's the Broncos. Well, guess what? If he didn't play well against the Broncos, you would have beat his head in. If he didn't play well against the commies tonight, you would have beat his head in. So he played well. That's all you can give it to him. That's all you can give to him. Shout out to the Bears offensive line. And there were some... There's some questionable things happening on that offensive line. Like now, I need somebody to explain this to me because maybe I'm not the football footballington that I think I am, or you know that I've been purported to be by absolutely nobody around me. But if you get a jersey, that means you're ready to play. It should mean that to me. And the fact that Lucas Patrick and I know you know people couldn't wait. Yeah, Tevin Jenkins has been subbing in and out. Jason, been, listen, listen to me. The man came off of injured reserve with his injury, his calf injury. He got a jersey. If you got a jersey, that means you are expected to play at some point. 
the fact that the, the interior of the offensive line that we thought this team was going to start the season with had to have a Lucas Patrick injury for it to be set in stone. And then after that, you know, Jatari Carter got in there a few times as well. Hey, Tevin, hey, fam, everybody's gig is on the line, including yours. Remember what was happening last year when they were trying to trade you before the season started? Hey, you better get your ass out there. And what Tevin do? Got out there and got nasty. Tevin Jenkins was out there hitting people. Nate Davis, huh? Took him off that milk carton. He was out there getting to the second level. Nate Davis was a crucial part of the run game before every running back on the team got hurt. And we're going to get to that part too. And then there's Cody White here. For the last three years, Cody Whitehair has bounced in and out of center to guard, back to center, back to guard. There's arguments on which one is his better position. All I know in that second half, if that game would have gotten a hair closer, it would have been because Cody Whitehair could not target a shotgun snap for two or three plays consecutively. Justin Fields had to be a shortstop out there, catching one hoppers, you know, making acrobatic plays just to get a handoff off. But shout out to the interior of that offensive line. They played their asses off. Darnell Wright had a shaky start, played well down the stretch. You know, Larry Borm, hey, man, hey, hey, you did all you could do. Chase Young lived in the Bears' backfield. You know, and maybe, just maybe, Chase Young will be wearing a Bears C on his helmet next year. We will see, right? But that defensive line, and and say what you want to say about Denver, but guess what? This is all I have been trying to mention about giving this dude something to build on, some kind of success, because guess what? When he has some kind of success, when the pocket's moving and the launch angle is changing, they're rolling out, they're cutting the field in half. Guess what else you're putting on tape? Successful plays that the defense now has to take into account. You know how many contained rushes and mush rushes there were tonight? There were a very few times where Montez Sweat and, 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 and Payne and Allen and Chase Young just, hey, forget it. We, hey, if the run get past us or if the draw happens or if an RPO is, is executed well, we're just going to have to have somebody behind us make a play. They were contained and controlled rushes. You know why? Because they put successful stuff on tape that the Washington commanders had to account for. Now, when the Bears run out of running backs, the Washington Commanders like, hey, if you're going to get the ball to Kari Blasting game and he's going to get six yards, then we just go tip our caps and say we just lost this joint, which is what they did eventually. And that's the other thing. Even in a win, even in a win, there's so many questionable things, man. There's so many questionable things. Like, how many players that Ryan Poles goes out and acquires are going to be deemed inactive this year? Huh? Deontay Foreman is inactive. You just go into a football game with a couple of running backs, and guess what happens? Guess what happens? One running back gets a concussion. The other one gets a leg injury. Next thing you know, you got good old Bayless Jones out here who got himself a jersey so he can get his package of seven or eight plays. Oh, you know you got to get that, that Bayless end around in there. That's, that, you know, that's just, you know what it is? It, you know what the Bayless package of plays now are? Bayless's package of plays are the jokes that that one dude who you go out with all the time, he's been hitting that joke since high school or he's been hitting that joke since college, and 
you know it's gonna happen is like oh shit here go randy with that same lame-ass joke that's all the valence jones package of plays are is luke gets his lame-ass joke to be like hey y'all we drafted a 32 year old okay we drafted a 32 year old who played in the sec for 17 years and still failed still failed to the, to, to, to the middle rounds of the draft because he was fast guess what we gonna make a certain package of play and on top of that in a game where you know running might might rue the day especially with that defensive line right maybe you might just want to hand it off every once in a while we're gonna we're gonna make one of our running backs inactive that's what we're gonna do because by the end of the game you're looking at travis homer and kari blasting game and justin fields as your sole running game so even in a win you're like yo coaching still almost got you beat it still almost got you beat and i know i know i'm talking to you out there no not the person next to you i'm talking to you I know your asshole was clenched super tight. As soon as that thing got to 30-20, I know every damn one of y'all was sitting there like, oh, shit, it's happening again. <laughs> it's ha- Hey, is, is it happening again? Yeah, it's happening again. And then Sam Howell throws an interception. You know, the Bears all of a sudden seeing 11 people on an all-out. The Bears is running tech mobile blitzes by the end of that game. The Bears was matching up the play. All right, cool. You going five wide, empty set? We sending six. Hopefully one of our fast people can get to your quarterback. And Sam Howell and Eric Bieniemy was like, "It's it, I, I love football because of the team game it is. That defense for the Chicago Bears had dudes playing center field. Like, hey, if you catch it in front of us and can make it all the way down this field, we're just going to tip our cap because we can't tell these young boys who, you know, some should be on practice squads, some should be seeing limited snaps. We out here with Tyreek Stevenson, Terrell Smith, uh, 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 Greg Stroman Jr., Elijah Hicks, okay? We out here with the practice squad all stars you think we're gonna trust a jam you think we're gonna play up you go then we're gonna play we're gonna employ certain leverages that only a veteran or maybe a player that i can count on on a down-to-down basis can achieve and execute no 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 hey terrell back your ass up eight yards let him catch the ball in front of you get him down that's it that's the game plan ready break <laughs> that's it that's it how many uh, tj edwards and terrell and, and tremaine edmonds how much how many tigers they ended up with 72 tackles again tonight because that's all the bears wanted to do because guess what that front four wasn't getting to shit they were like i'm sitting there looking at the game saying eric be enemy dog you hey y'all got seven yard outs y'all got hitches y'all got comebacks y'all got the curl flat concept hey you can do that the whole way down the field next thing i know i see i see sam howell loading up throwing the Jahan dotson down they, they was out here running the old oakland raiders playbook i'm like eric this is a tough look for you player and then in the second half you know they did what they had to do but man even in a win i'm sitting there like uh <laughs> this team still has some major major flaws but it was a win you halt a 14 game losing streak you put something on tape to make your franchise quarterback feel good about himself and to make you feel better about whatever direction this thing can head in we all know that Matt Eberflus ain't gonna be the coach next year 
Hell, I I see a lot of mock drafts changing in the course of two and a half, three hours, boy. And Bears fans got people drafting offensive linemen, got got counting on Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers to get the number one overall pick. Hey, we don't have to get the number one overall pick. The Panthers can do it for us. Hey, 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 Sparky, slow down. Slow down, player. <laughs> okay? One game at a time. One game at a time. This is a good win. This is the team that I expected to see at least seven, eight times this season. That team right there. Give up some big plays, but make some big plays. We'll be back with more of the full goal with Jason Goff. After a word from our sponsors. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. The Casual Betting Brothers have put together a three-team parlay for you right here on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. We got the Jacksonville Jaguars going to Buffalo. The plus five and a half, five in the hook. I like it. I like Trevor Lawrence on the road. I think that Buffalo defense still has some holes in it. I think there'll be exploitable holes by Trevor Lawrence in that Jags running game as well. And we got Baltimore traveling to Pittsburgh. It's one of those, you know, neck roll games, right? Anytime the Ravens and the Steelers go at it, you know it's going to be physical. I like the Ravens as road favorites, minus four and a half, all right? Kenny Pickett nursing an injury. I think Roquan Smith is playing a defensive player of the year caliber level of football. I like the Ravens minus four and a half. And finally... Sean McVay and those Los Angeles Rams hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. The Rams are home dogs, four and the hook. That's right, four and a half point underdogs. I like the Rams plus four and a half. So there you have it. The three-team parlay from the casual betting brothers right here on the full go. The Jacksonville Jaguars plus five and a half. The Baltimore Ravens minus four and a half. And Sean McVay and the Los Angeles Rams plus four and a half against the Eagles at home. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action the app is crazy easy to use and there's a wide range of betting options including the spreads the player props the overs and unders you can mess around and make an sgp a same game parlay or you can put together a three-team parlay like i just did and so much more and FanDuel is now live in kentucky shout out to kentucky download the app now and take advantage of their great special offers boosts and much more so visit fanduel.com slash full go that's fanduel.com slash f-u-l-l-g and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes... You know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York. You want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away? Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. Bears talk with Jason Goff on the full goal. That kick is good for the win. Fade to black. Brought to you by The Ringer, a Spotify original. Last but not least in this segment, 
thank God for a real playmaking wide receiver. Contested throws, y'all. Ain't nobody going to be college open. Hell, you, you, you ain't got people that's pro open. You know what we watched for the last year. You know the kind of routes and route runners that we were seeing out there with Justin Fields as we, as we were confused if he could read a defense or not or if he could deliver a ball or not. Guess what Justin Fields did today? He looked at number two and said, nobody on the other side of you can hang with you. Here goes the football. DJ Moore should have had 285 yards and four touchdowns. He, he merely had eight catches, 230 yards, and three touchdowns. And I was shocked that it wasn't the all-time leading Bears singles game record. I was shocked. I don't remember that Alshon Jeffrey 249-yard game. Do you? No, I know you do, by the way. I know some rabid Bears fans. Are going, I, I, I remember it. You don't know. No, no. I don't. I remember Alshon Jeffrey always having a soft tissue issue. That's what I remember. And him making a bunch of big plays before he went to Philadelphia. That's what I remember. DJ Moore, and we heard it in the Tampa game. We heard it when they were mic'd up. When Devin White goes up to him and says, hey, man, they ain't using you right. And he was like, I know, right? <laughs> that was game two. That was game two. Lo and behold, in game five, they say, guess what we gonna do? <laughs> if they, because... The, the, the commanders had boxes full of eight and nine minute times. They are daring you, daring you to force the ball to your best player and have him make a play on offense. And that offensive line did exactly what they were supposed to do in the first half of that football game. Larry Borm, the, the, the combination of Cody Whitehair, Tevin Jenkins, Lucas Patrick for a little bit, Nate Davis, and Darnell Wright, they executed the game plan. So for everybody who couldn't wait to say, well, maybe, you know, maybe Justin Fields isn't the guy. It's really never been Justin Fields not being the guy. It's just, this ain't the situation. Coaching wise, and also his play. He wasn't playing well. And how could you expect him if you were putting him in positions to fail? They took it back to the lab. People got shamed into taking it back to the lab and doing what their best players do the most. And there were still questionable things. Like, there, there's, you know, the, the most important, I thought, at that moment of the game, that third and two, that third and two in the third quarter, when it seemed like the commanders were coming back, you go on shotgun rollout to the left side, short side of the field. Yeah, it was a pass interference. Yeah, the, the, the flag should have been thrown. By the way, the referees had a, an atrocious game on both sides. An atrocious game. An intentional grounding that wasn't called on, on, on Justin Fields that Chase Young and Ron Rivera were going off about. The couple of PIs that we saw uh, that, that happened against the Bears that weren't called. Justin Fields being allowed to have his head being pile driven into the ground as a quarterback not as a runner as a quarterback in the pocket still amazes me there were there was a few times where i'm like yeah that's you taking too many hits again but they got the design run game back into the game plan they moved the pocket they made they made the washington commanders defensive line be responsible and disciplined in moments where you thought they were just going to rear back and rush the passer. I thought this was going to be a six, seven sack game. 
And the Bears offensive line answered the call. They answered the call. Their quarterback looked like the guy who played against Clemson. He looked like the guy who played against Alabama. He looked like the guy who stood in the face of all kinds of pass rush in college, took it on the chin, and delivered strikes. That's what he looked like. Now, did he miss a few throws? Hell yeah, he did. The Darnell Mooney one is the one I think of. Were a couple of them dropped? Sure. Does the tight end screen need to be thrown away and burned forever because maybe just maybe Cole Komet ain't, ain't that wiggly, right? Cole Komet, you know, stop treating them like Kyle Pitts. Stop treating them like Travis Kelsey. Stop treating them like these dudes, Evan Ingram and such. Like, it's okay for them to be Zach Ertz. You feel me? It's okay for them to be Dawson Knox. It's okay for them to be Dallas Goddard. He ain't got that wiggle to his hips, throwing him the ball in tight spaces close to the line of scrimmage and saying, go make something happen. That's going to get somebody hurt. Or, or more importantly, you're going to lose the football like you almost did because he got the ball punched out from behind him by a defensive tackle. Like, there's still things to take from this game and learn from this game, and I know Bears fans will do so, but, man, that was, that was what I thought this team would be for at least seven or eight games this season. And it sucks that it happens in game five. And now that we've seen this, let's be honest about it too. We see that there has to be some kind of ramp up. Like, you know how we talk about baseball and hitters who don't hit early in the season? Oh, well, you know, you got to wait till the, got to wait till the, you know, the sun starts to shine a little bit. The weather heats up for him. His back gets hotter when hit, when, when the weather turns up. Apparently, Luke Getze needs three or four games to get warmed up as a play caller. Well, guess what, y'all? You got the preseason. You got the preseason. Maybe if Luke Getze is still the offensive play caller for this team going into next year, maybe just maybe they'll treat the preseason as if they didn't just come off of a Super Bowl run. Maybe just maybe. Now, I know you, you got to be vanilla in the preseason, but this is now how, this is two years in a row where it, seemingly an offense has to come together so slowly, but it's so damn apparent what should be happening. And then when it finally happens, you feel like an asshole for questioning why is it finally happening? Like, I'm not here to make any Bears fan feel worse on their, you know, victory Friday or go into this weekend because, oh, thank the Lord. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. And taking the Bears off the list for me, huh? Go see Chappelle on Saturday with my baby. You know what I mean? It's, it's going to be a fun weekend. Right. And you go into that weekend with this city feeling a little bit differently. Like I will never, ever, ever, ever underestimate what this team does for the natural vibe of this city. When that team plays well, not even wins. When that team plays well, this city moves and feels a lot differently. And I expect that to be the case this weekend. Now, I uh, made the mistake of asking people what they thought and and how this how this game makes them feel, and all of them not all of them but the majority of them said the same thing. Uh, now you're one in four. This this staff still needs to get fired. Still need to draft Caleb Williams. Still need to draft Marvin Harrison Jr. And let me tell you, those things are all still going to be on the table. I can't wait though, because you this the most bears like this was going to be. I, I, I didn't want to say it. Because I didn't want to feel like a, you know, a Debbie Downer. But I had a feeling like this might be like one of those Bears games where it's like, all right, there's no reason they should win. And they're going to go out here and have a good showing. And people are going to feel differently about what, you know, 
what the overall results have been, right? I don't want anybody to feel anything but how they feel in this moment. You feel good about the Bears winning this game? Fine. But you still understand what this is. You still know that this thing is substandard. You still are looking at, you know, I mean, hell, the GM's going on pregame show and talking about wishing Chase Claypool the best in his future endeavors. I have seen nothing yet in terms of an official statement that says that that man is not on the football team. (laughs) Giving a man, bidding a man a sweet adieu uh, via pregame press conference or pregame interview is wild. But, hey, shout out to you. Shout out to you for having to bite that bullet publicly. Like, there's still some major issues here. Still some major issues. Still got a front four that, you know, is out here playing 7 on 7 You know, you still got all those injuries in the secondary, which makes it even more, more critical that you get some kind of pass rush. Matt Eberflus, that was Matt Eberflus' Super Bowl. Matt Eberflus was like, guess what I'm not going to do? I'm not about to allow (laughs) y'all and you up there, Mr. Poles, to make me look like an asshole again. Okay? Matt Eberflus took off the Ned Flanders mustache and and, and stopped Oakley-Doakleying out there and turned into a motherfucking assassin. That man was sending the kitchen sink. There was a blitz that, well, I won't say a blitz, but there was, they only had 10 men on the field one play, and they just sent one of the fat guys running in and you saw him run in from the sideline straight, like made a beeline straight to the quarterback. He was like, I don't know what my assignment is, but coach said, we got to get pressure on you motherfuckers. Second half, we had to get some pressure on you. I got my big ass running in here right now off the sidelines, you know, genius play, play uh, calling by the way, by Matt Eberflus. That man was coaching for his life and I will give him this because Luke Getzey, I thought called a terrific football game. Matt Eberflus, hey, man, when you got that many young players in the secondary playing in a primetime game against a pretty good receiving core, hey, hey, tip my cap to him. Tip my cap to them. Because if they would have ran out there and got ran, I'd have said, hey, (laughs) that's what I expected, right? So when they play above your expectations, it's okay to say that. It's okay to live in the moment and also, you know, lease in the future. That's all I'm doing. I'm living in the moment now. My kid came into the room before it was bedtime. I was like, man, they, they look better than they did last game, huh, daddy? I was like, yeah, son. I'm like, oh, man. We kind of had a good football moment there. Go ahead and go to sleep now before this thing, <laughs> before they blow this three-touchdown lead. Because <laughs> at 17 to nothing, I'm like, ah, I still don't know. I still don't know. You ain't going to fool me twice. Or three times, but no, nah, man, good for the Bears. It was um, it was fantastic to watch Justin Fields uh, capture the moment. We talked about it last pod, right? Like this can be one of those galvanizing moments for him in his career, not even just here, but going forward. Like this has been a tumultuous last couple of weeks for him and this team, and he's only had two of his best games as a Bear. Like that counts for something. That counts for something. He threw for four touchdowns, should have thrown for five. You know, DJ Moore's running up the sideline, steps out of bounds. I still kind of don't see it, but okay, okay. You know, and, um, uh, amidst everything that's going on at Hallis Hall, shit, outside of Hallis Hall, 
all the things that are happening, the questions that he had to answer over the last couple of weeks, the questions his coach has to answer, the, the positions his coaches have put him in, and for him to go out there and stand in the line of fire, because Washington was getting there. They were getting home. They were getting home. And he stood in the line of fire. He delivered the football. He played what I thought was a damn good football game. Not excellent. Not great. Right, still left some food on the table a couple times. Bears could have easily put 50 on these dudes. Easily. Easily. But I'll take 40. I'll take a win. I'll take feeling better about the quarterback that I've been rooting for for the last few years. I'll take the the emergence and the real introduction of the the, the guy or uh, the piece, the, the crown jewel of the number one pick trade that, that occurred pre-draft i'll take that i'll take dj moore having a career day i'll take dj moore you know rewriting record books in only his fifth game as a chicago bay i'll take that on a primetime stage bears fans we know what this has been primetime has been a place where we go to get embarrassed as fans and a city when it comes to this football team for years now so i'll take it but i do understand still what it is Bears still got a long way to go. If you want to be mad about not seeing this early, I do not begrudge you. If you want to be happy about what you saw, I do not begrudge you either. Just understand what it is and keep it moving. This is how, and like I've I've told this story too many times on this pod. Hey, man, this is the Bears bringing me their honors grades and, and showing me exactly what they can be. So this is the standard that they should be held to going forward. No pats on the back. You, you you one and four. You three games in the hole already. Now you find out how dudes deal with success as well, because they they will be um, lauded and and deservedly so. But this is still a bad football team. This is still a coaching staff that might get fired. It's still a head coach that I believe will get fired. Yeah, hang. So time. now we're finding out who's who and what's what. And the offenses look damn good since. Uh, since they told a certain person to stay on home. Hmm? Huh? Look at what, look what happened when you clean up the gang a little bit, huh? <laughs> you get the, you, you, you know, you get the, you get the bad apples out the gang. All of a sudden people start, you know, and that's, oh my God, it goes back to what I was saying. You can set it. You could have set the tone two weeks ago. Hey, fam, you ain't playing well and you got to shut the hell up. Peace. Anybody else got any questions? Them boys went out there and looked like they were playing for something tonight. They looked like they were playing for jobs, whether it was theirs or their coach. And they came out and put forward a representative effort. 15 to 29, 282 yards, four touchdowns, one pick for Justin Fields, ran the football well, took some hits. You know, I don't really like to see it, but man, kudos to them. They're down two running backs, <laughs> down offensive linemen, down everything in the secondary, and they went out on the road and they won a football game on primetime. I can't be mad at it. And right now, Bears fans, I don't think you can either. You know, don't worry. There'll be there'll be plenty of time to be mad, but this weekend might, you know, you you, you might have some relief. So enjoy it while you can. The full goal with Jason Goff. Jason Goff.
Shout out to everybody on the local angle. Shout out to our FanDuel TV people. This is the Full Go Podcast. We come to you live and direct Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays, or whenever there's an emergency pod that is necessary. And Lord knows in the city of Chicago, an emergency is right around the corner at all times. You know, even after a Bears win, the conversation surrounding Matt Eberflus's job will continue and should continue. And as we sit here, as we are recording, uh, eleven twenty-one in Chicago. By the way, that's not a it's not a new Drake title. It's just the timestamp on this show. Um, but eleven twenty-one in <laughs> Chicago don't sound bad though. Don't sound bad. Eight a.m. in Charlotte is fire though. I won't get it. Don't get it twisted. Eight a.m. in Charlotte is fire, but eleven twenty-one in Chicago feels just as good because the Bears got to win. But once we zoom out and we take a look at this thing big picture wise, the Bears are going to be in need of a head coach at the end of this season, and there have been a ton of names that have started to get thrown around and. I was thinking while watching the Bears-Washington game, this entire time I've been talking about Ryan Poles and maybe how he's been split on the Justin Fields experiment. Um, He's not tied to him. Another guy drafted him. So you, you still haven't drafted your first franchise quarterback as the general manager of the Bears. And I started to think about it. Have you really hired your first head coach as general manager of the Chicago Bears? You know, Last pod, I talked about the fact that Ernie Acorsi and now Bill Polian have been tasked with the consultant, uh, you know, uh, I don't want to say mentor, but consultant job in terms of a, not a search firm, but an actual person who has been in the NFL, who has NFL connections, who can list, suggest, and maybe even infer coaches that should be hired by the Bears. Well, guess what? Bill Polian has long had a connection with the Indianapolis Colts. So when Matt Eberflus was made the, I don't know, the, the, I don't know, I'll make up a number here, the 17th head coach in Chicago Bears history, I sat back and thought to myself, okay, all right, how much is this Ryan Poles' guy and how much is this uh, an ownership group saying you can have this amount of power, but we also want to have this part and this stamp on our, on our franchise. Going forward, all we did was talk about Justin Fields and what he didn't have. Didn't have an offensive line, didn't have wide receivers. Are they truly investing in him? Well, I started to think about a cover two defensive coordinator who gets hired in the NFL these days. What's the one thing that that guy needs as much as a quarterback needs a wide receiving core and an offensive line needs a defensive line needs a defensive line. And what happened this off season with the Chicago bears? Well, they went out and got linebackers. Yeah, that's right. They went out and got TJ Edwards. They went out and got Tremaine Edmonds and said, this defensive line should do. Now, we remember that Larry Joby was one of the first targets of Ryan Poles, that three technique that you absolutely need as, as the engine of your defense. Physical issues happened, failed a physical, went back. You know, he's a Pittsburgh Steeler, right? After that, the Yannick Ngakwe situation, that took till a couple of weeks before preseason started for him to even sign with the Bears. So this is a dude who was just waiting for whatever the highest offer would be for a year or two years to come off the couch and go rush the passer and get himself his next two-year deal. There have been no resources of note allocated to the defensive line. 
You could say Zach Pickens and Javon Dexter Sr. all you want, but when Jalen Carter is sitting there and you're looking at a defensive coordinator who needs front four pressure, doesn't want to send a whole bunch of blitzes, and this is when Allen Williams was the defensive coordinator. So you send him out there with Dominique Robinson. Remember the Travis Gibson experiment where all preseason we saw Travis Gibson not be able to get any pressure from a from a uh, you know a th- uh, a three point stance. This is a dude who was a stand up linebacker in a three four defense before this thing switched over. So as I sit back and think about all the things and all the reasons why Ryan Poles and Justin Fields might not have been a match or the buy in might have been uh, a little less than what we might have thought. What makes me think that Matt Eberflus is or was Ryan Poles' guy? With Bill Polian being in the picture and this franchise, a charter franchise at that, 100-plus years of this being in the family business and still going outside to get consultants is baffling to me. But when you do that and you say, hey, who do you think we should hire? And one of the people he picks is a guy who is firmly entrenched in an organization that you used to be a part of, you put two and two together. Is this really Ryan Poles' guy? And when you don't give a general manager full autonomy to hire a head coach, can he then come back to you and say, yo, this wasn't my guy. <laughs> Just like that wasn't my quarterback. Now I can actually implement the things that I believe in football-wise. So then you ask yourself, Jay, what's the solution? Where is it? Who's the guy? Which guy is Ryan Poles really got his eye on that nobody in the league knows about? And then you get to the names that I've been hearing lately. Listen, y'all, Jim Harbaugh is not going to be the Chicago Bears' next head coach. And for everybody out there, why? Why not? That's a great name. You know, he's he's been successful at Michigan, former Bears quarterback. Um, two words, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Warren. Kevin Warren is the president of the Chicago Bears now. You remember what Kevin Warren's last job was? The first, the first black commissioner of the Big Ten. The first one. Guess what happened on Kevin Warren's watch? Yeah, you guessed it, COVID. Guess who was one of the main, like one of the loudest, loudest, uh, contentious voices when it came to let's get back to playing football and stop worrying about all this COVID nonsense. You guessed it, Jim Harbaugh of the University of Michigan, along with Justin Fields, quarterback for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Remember, remember? people kind of forget about that part too. But he's a player; he wants to do this. Jim Harbaugh is a grown-up with kids, you know, underneath him. So you were expecting grown-ups to behave a little bit differently. I don't see Jim Harbaugh being the next head coach of the Chicago Bears after the interactions that he and Kevin Warren had not too long ago. So where do they go from there? Because that's what this rest of this season is going to be about. Is Justin Fields your quarterback? Uphill climb from there. Next 12 games, you'll figure it out. (laughs) Odds are he won't be. Now, if he continues to play like he has the last couple of weeks, Maybe, maybe just you can start to look at those picks, whether they be one and two or two and three or three and four. However, the Bears pick and the Carolina Panthers pick lineup. Maybe you can start looking at other positions or maybe you could dangle that number one pick again like you did the year previous. All I know is all this conversation about who the Bears next head coach will be. It's going to happen over the next three months, baby. (laughs) But there's one name that I think y'all can firmly take off the list. And that's good old Captain Comeback himself, Jim Harbaugh. I don't mean to uh, 
you know, rain on anybody's Big Ten parade or make you feel like rough, tough football is on the way back with a guy that you know and can trust. But that's one name I think you'd cross off the list. We do this thing every Sunday, every Tuesday, every Thursday, or when there's an emergency pod that's necessary. We call it the full go. Come on in. Hang out with the casual betting brothers as we give you betting advice. Shout out to FanDuel TV. Shout out to FanDuel Sportsbook and the good people over at The Ringer. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and 1. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25, that's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And 1, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. It's the full go, fuck I look like. I ain't no DJ and I ain't, I'm not I'm not hosting a listening party. If you put out an album at 6 a.m., guess what you just told me? You put that album out at 4.30 p.m. when I get in the car. That's what that, that's what that is. What the fuck I look like? Man, then push this album back two times now and you gonna tell me you releasing it at 6 a.m. like it's a motherfucking like it's preschool or something. You can't, you can't drop your shorty off until Drake releases fucking album. Hey, get out of my face. Yeah. And Charlotte is fire though. It's fire. So it's a lot of he said a lot of shit at that. Took him two years though. Mm-hmm. Took him two years. You know? Hey man, like took him I, when it all comes down to it, bro. Like you're gonna have to get back to rapping. Like, I mean, it was cool, the the songs and stuff, you know, it was a vibe, you know, but when it comes out like Dude's been going at him because he stopped rapping for a little bit. But he don't even need to, he don't even swim in the same pools as them anymore. So it didn't really matter. It affects him though. It affects him. You know what affects him? You know what affects him? Is the lack of good music. If Certified mm-hmm. Lover Boy wasn't all old songs, if that house album mm-hmm. hit differently, because I, I I enjoyed the house album. I was I was mm-hmm. I was in, oh, I was in Belize freeballing, mm-hmm. listening to every song, thinking, God damn, <laughs> I, how could I feel any better right now, right? But you know, you know, yeah. motherfuckers, motherfuckers, you know, just just chilling out in the garage, probably wasn't having the same experience. So I get it, you know, certain music mm-hmm. hits you in a certain way, but the music mm-hmm. hadn't been hitting. And and mm-hmm. you can't say that for only so many hours before you you know it's not your time anymore. So you know the mm-hmm. music the music is you know because Hotline Bling was a song that shit rang off though. Mm-hmm. Like the music ain't ringing off. And you keep throwing out these Lucys. You know, laugh now, cry later was cool for a minute, mm-hmm. but then Dirk did more with Damn, that. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, Dirk did more mm-hmm. with that that song in terms of trajectory and propelling than Drake did. So Savage, Savage collabo with fire though. 
Yeah. Savage Clabo no. was fire though. 100%. Yeah. But, but, but that's the thing too. He had to hitch his wagon to another another uh, wave. Yeah, you that's know? what you do though. Yeah. He's been doing that for like a decade now. Though. He has, but he hadn't had this many misses in a row. Yeah. Like he would do that for a little bit, you know, get the Houston thing or he'll jump and get the Atlanta thing or he'll do the, you know, the, the, the Caribbean vibes. And there was a hit in each one of those. Even, mm-hmm. you know, Certified lover boy ain't do what it was supposed to minute. do, right? The house album ain't do what it was supposed right. to do. Shit, the dark was it? The dark, dark, dark lane, lane demo, demo tapes. tapes didn't do what it was mm-hmm. supposed to do. Mm-hmm. The song with with Kim Kardashian, the single with the, with her on the cover on the motorcycle, didn't mm-hmm. do what it was supposed to do. So you know, you can say you got to take it back to rapping. He had to take it back to making a fucking hit. You got to take it back to making mm-hmm. a hit. So. He went and got conducted, which, you know, shout out to Griselda. Shout out to shout out to mm-hmm. Westside Gun, Conway, and Benny the Butcher showing motherfuckers that all you gotta do is go back to putting some music right. down and fucking yep. getting to it. Yeah. He, he Did got y'all see the track list? Yeah. 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 Mm. I'm yes. ready. I'm gonna see what he's saying on Virginia's Beach. Like I choosing that title yeah. makes me think he got something on that. Well, you know, I mean, 8 a.m. in Charlotte has a lot of different meanings as well. Yeah. Like he's yeah. he's this is the thing too. I just want somebody to say somebody's name. Like I I wanted to get back to old rap. Oh, he'll never do that. But I he'll somebody I'm that. talking about Cole Kendrick. I want somebody mm-hmm. to say somebody's name. Let's take this shit back to LL Cool J and Kumo D. Goddamn it! I'm tired of all mm-hmm. this pussyfooting and subliminals and all this mother. You nobody's boxing. No, everybody got mm-hmm. too much fucking money to get into a physical confrontation. So have it it's, have it the you know, fuck it's, out. It's, it's, it's the dunk contest. Have it, well. It's the fear of possibly losing. Hey man. If if I'm good, if I'm if I'm known as top three and I don't really have to fight for it, what's the chances of me trying to buy for number one? Well is gonna kick me out of the top three. Well the problem and, is if you if you in a dunk contest and you got a three point shooter and a motherfucker is in the skills competition competing against you, you're supposed to dunk on all of them. J. Cole mm-hmm. is not about to insert himself in anybody's beef. He, he don't have to. Kendrick make music every three years, four years. So you the mm-hmm. only dunker in the dunk contest. So what mm-hmm. you waiting on? And if you wait too long, this shit gonna be Mayweather Pacquiao, and I'm not gonna give a fuck about it. So, so what are we talking about? You know, take it mm-hmm. back. Take hey, if this is the little appetizer, take it. I want to fucking meltdown on Travis Scott's uh, album. Like, it's a bunch mm-hmm. of little. No, fuck that. Oh, that was fire. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's a bunch of little, you know, little jabs. You know, making you feel mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Because real moment, like you sitting on something, you waiting for somebody to jump. Just like Pusher was waiting mm-hmm. on you to jump. He never released that song. That song was on a mm-hmm. runway in Paris and and shook up the world. So, <laughs> what are we doing here? I'm here for the fucking fights. I'm here for the showdown. Mm-hmm. I ain't here for subliminals and skits and social media and all this goofy shit. Two microphones, two rappers, two beats mm-hmm. to have at it. You know, you did this shit with Meek because you you knew, you know, you, you punching down. Yeah, you knew the vibes. You knew what was gonna mm-hmm. happen. And Meek wasn't, you know, he wasn't scared, but he wasn't, you know, he didn't have the artillery to do that. Do that shit against a fucking rapper. Do that shit against mm-hmm. Cole or do that shit against like it sucks that Big Sean, you know, fell off the way he did because 
Like, mm-hmm. it, it was like a little four-way kind of vibe for a minute. Motherfuckers was getting ready mm-hmm. to say each other's name. Kendrick put that control verse out and everyone shut the fuck up Everybody for the rest of rap. For the rest of rap. Now, your motherfuckers won't say the boogeyman name. Won't say it. Mm-hmm. So what are we talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's cool. Like, you know, you got your shorty wearing the hate survivor shirt in, in, in the video and, and the video mm-hmm. is fire. Like, I enjoyed the visual. I enjoyed the shit talking. Uh, he, he the king of visuals. Yeah, yeah he, he the king of survivors. I enjoyed, the, I enjoyed all that. I get to it now. I if this is the only song where where you talking that shit, I'm gonna be highly disgusted because all we've been doing is sitting here waiting for him to fucking do that. Like that's all we waiting on with 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 these dudes now. They done put out genius music for a decade and a half now. All right, go ahead and finish it out in a little old man brawl so we can get who whoever the next motherfuckers are because. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to respond and then you respond two years later, but you weren't responding because you were told by Jay Prince and the people that there's too much money on the line. Well, the money didn't get the money didn't lessen. So finally, the spirit and the art of fucking sport jumped up in you and you want to go at it now. You had too many people around you saying, yeah, man, <laughs> what's up, though? You know, I know what the old head saying. I know what you're talking about this money, but what the fuck is up? And he went in and he laid that shit down and the shit came out beautifully. Like that last Ooh. verse, there's some real nasty shit mm-hmm. in there. And I'm with it. I'm with it, man. Stop playing. You, this man, this man put you in blackface on an album cover. <laughs> This man told the world about a kid oh, that you was trying to cool out. You know what I mean? This man, this man did some foul shit. This man said that your mm-hmm. your producer is gonna die soon. Tick tick tick. Man, you can't tell me shit. And two years later, it's cool. It's a little shot. It's cool, but nah. I want to. I want the fucking rumble. I want it. I want. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm looking forward to hearing the album. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It's Chicago in the house. Let me hear you say yeah. Yo, you listening to the Full Golf Podcast with my man Jason Golf. It's your boy Dave Jeff. Holla at y'all. Much love. That's all the time we have for episode 299 of the Full Go Podcast. Brought to you by The Ringer. Of course, Spotify is the gang. Want to thank our production staff. Oh, super stash. Steve Cerruti. I don't know if you guys have seen Steve, but he uh, he had to undergo the uh, the the facial hair surgery that all of us have to undergo every once in a while when you get a little too close with the Clippers. You know, when you hear that, <laughs> next thing you know, everything has to go. Shout out to Steve Cerruti for rocking the push room. You look good. Okay, fatherhood is settled in on you nicely. He is rocking the Ned Flanders with supreme confidence. So shout out to our guy, the shadowy figure that 
is known as Steve Cerruti. Shout out to the exceptional one, Kyle Williams, the Cheap Vibes officer himself, Chris Sutton, and my main man, Tony Gill. For the fellas, I am Jason Goff, thanking you for hanging out with us. Thank you, you for downloading this thing. Thanking you for following us on the socials, for rating and reviewing us, giving us the five stars you know we need. If not, we will see you in these streets. The streets will be happier, though, right? Because the Bears got to win. Looking forward to bumping to y'all in the streets. Looking forward to all the smiling Bears faces. I know what y'all going to be on tomorrow. I know. Every walking around with your Bears hats and your Bears sweatshirts and polos like this team ain't one in four. God bless you. Uh, everybody needs a win every now and again, and the Bears provided that for you. Sunday should be interesting because we got no Bears football to talk about, so we'll uh, we'll take a look at the NFL landscape. We'll dig into some of these NBA storylines, huh? Joel Embiid, huh? Going to play for Team USA. And man's going to find himself some winning if it kills him, huh? <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Send the Avengers, baby. There you go. Get these kids up out of yeah. here. So, Let's so, go. Tony, Tony's happy that, that, that America will claim its rightful throne in, in terms of international basketball supremacy. Y'all thought it was sweet. As if it, Y'all thought it was sweet. No, you were the one who was sitting here going through going through it. Like, like we were sending those dudes back. And I told you we wasn't sending those dudes back. All it took was a couple of ass whoopings for the real dudes to tell their wives, hey, sweetie, I got to be gone for a few weeks in the summer. That's all it took. So we'll talk about that and much, much more. I'm sure some stories will happen by then. Uh, we'll keep covering this Chase Claypool news because he's still a member of the team, even though no one is treating him as such. So we'll, we'll continue to cover that. Uh, talk about what happened injury-wise with the Bears as we head forward to uh, the next game, whenever that is, right? We got, a, we got a while before the next Bears game. So we got a lot of stuff we can jump into and we will jump into talk to y'all on sunday as always we leave you with this take care of each other be safe and remember to stay sucker free Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with the Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WIT it in indiana 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in kansas 1-877-770-STOP in louisiana visit mdgamblinghelp.org in maryland visit 100 visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in west virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in wyoming hope is here visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text H-O-P-E-N-Y in New York.